What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of the Love Fix Experience, recorded live at our beautiful location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence yeah. Richmond. Enjoy. So for what God is going to do in this building, uh, if you've been looking for an encounter with Jesus, I will tell you, you're going to get it here. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get it in other places as well. Um, but whatever God has for you in this building, don't take it casually. Amen. Amen. Um, worship team, you look good, sound good. I think so. I think so. I think so. See, I've been to a quiet church before. I hate it. So that's why I'm committed to the rest of my life to make sure whenever it's getting too quiet, we're going to make some noise. Amen. I want to give people, people have been bound too long, and uh, I want to give people permission to express themselves like every last one of y'all do with something in your life. Somebody tick you off, you raise your voice. You go to a ball game, a hockey match, or whatever you want to call it, you're watching a UFC fight. Whatever it is, you make some noise. You go to the club, you make noise. When you go to a loud bar, you talk louder, right? So ain't it funny how when you go to a restaurant that's noisy, you talk louder? But when you go to church and they praising louder, you get quieter? Amen. Amen. Say, no noise patrol is here. No noise patrol is here. We are called to meet Jesus, not wait for Jesus. Right? We're going higher. Say higher. We're going higher. Say higher. A little higher. Say we're going higher. Higher. Ephesians 6 says, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. He said they are most important what? Truths. And he saved them for what? Last. So that must mean they're very what? Important. So if something is very important, that means I must really pay what? Attention. Look to your neighbor and say, pay attention. Pay attention. Now, if anybody is, um, can you put the phone number, the text message, the text number up here, please, really quickly? And I want to say hello to our streaming audience. And my sweetie, I know you're watching all the way from California. Love you, girl. <laughs> Amen. So, I put this text message up here for you. So if you sit next to anybody throughout the service, that when I tell you to say something to them and they get an attitude or they don't talk to you or they ignore you, text this number. We're going to get them up out of here. Amen? Text this number. You, you ready? You, you, you guys ready? The men, security, you ready? Okay, we're going to get the attitude demons out of here today in Jesus' name. So text this number if anybody give you an attitude. This goes directly to our secure, our attitude security. Amen. All right. It says, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. What is the first word there? It's two letters. What does it say? B. It says what? B. One more time, it says what? B. It doesn't say try. It says B. 
naturally infused. This little beautiful water bottle up here just being a water bottle. And because it's being a water bottle, we can trust to put water in it. And the things that you're refusing to be is why you're not connecting with heaven because you're not being the vessel he told you to be. Therefore, he won't pour his pureness in your ratchetness. Because you don't just want to be. You looking on Instagram to be powerful. You trying to obtain stuff to be important. When you don't realize you don't need nothing else to be powerful but Jesus. I need that. I need that. See, this water is being faithful. It didn't run from me. See, it don't matter what you take me through. It don't matter how much you walk over me. It don't matter what comes my way. I'm still going to be a son of God. So Paul said, I've been trampled over. I've been knocked out. But I'm still being what he says I am. So eloquently said, she says, look, I found myself when I laid him or her down. You holding on to something that ain't even you. And you waking up every day checking them likes and them follows. And you trying to hold on to something that has no return value. You holding on to a bootleg identity. You know, bootleg Louis Vuitton self. Bootleg polo. The horse ain't even a horse. You, you just got, there ain't no polo. That's, that's your YOLO, YOLO. <laughs> you just happy because you look like the real thing. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm, I was, I'm tired. Well, I'm not tired no more because I am the real thing. I found the real thing. But man, I look back at my old self and let me tell you, you're going to have a kid that's going to be bootleg you. Malachi, I love you. You got some tendencies I used to have. That's why I'm your daddy. Right? But you're going to look at your kids. You're going to be like, why are you front? Why don't wear that? You think you all that. Stop trying to be so cool. But guess what? That's you. You think you want kids? Yo, hey, yo. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to go through a season of raising you. Ain't it funny how God will use your old self to walk you into your new self? That's why kids is a blessing. And you're going to get mad at them and whoop them for the same stuff you used to do. Nah. Say B. But you can't be until the life union. I don't know, I don't know where she, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Uh, Pro Presenter, you got the wrong copy of the message up in there. So go on, do 
do it over again. Amen. Life union. Now, now I'm saying the same thing, but when I go to the next, then they're going to be behind. So I'm just trying to tell you ahead of time, okay? Through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Your life union, not your Sunday union. Not your Bible class union. Not your Bible app union. A life what? Union. When I laid it down. Take that house careless sound. Amen. My life union. 2007, I decided to have a life union. I decided to get married for the second time. First time was with Julia. Second time was with Jesus. When I got saved, I said yes. When I started walking in Jesus, I said I do. Some of you are still in engagement mode with Jesus. That's why we had a series called what? Yes to I do. You engage to Jesus, which means you still love him. But you ain't ready for that I do, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to bring that back. We're going to bring that back. We're going to bring that back. See, when you learn how to be because of life union, then you can stand victorious. And let me help you understand something. You can stand victorious and still be losing a battle. That's right. That's right. Because the end is victory. And in heaven, it's already written, I've won. The enemy's defeated. It already says I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror. I'm more. I'm exceeding abundantly above. So I go into a storm victorious. I don't go in a storm looking for victory. It's too late. It's, it's kind of too late. You don't go scuba diving to go to the bottom to find out, oh, I need some scuba gear. It's too late. You got that oops gear on. You Oops, I done went too deep. I done got involved in the wrong thing. And now I realize, God help me. God save me. God get this ninja out of my life. Say, coming in hot. It's explosive power. See, I'm trying to pour myself out so I'm empty for 7.30 so God can have more of space. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power. Do you notice what this says, Danny? I'm not standing in my power. I'm standing in his. And this is where the enemy gets you is because you think you defeating the enemy. Some of you even pray from your power. See, when you pray from his power, you don't have to beg. Some of us pray like we don't know he got power. I'm not praying to a God that needs me to stir him up. My prayer life 
does not consist of trying to convince God. Spend less time trying to convince God. Spend more time trying to convince yourself. God know who he is. He just wondering, will you give him room so he can show you who he is? And Matthew 10 says, when you find him, you find you. Um, with the force and the forces, you know, you, you got it. Put on God's complete armor. Complete. Say complete. All of it. All of it. All of it. Provided by heaven. What you trying so hard for? Why are you out there trying to buy influence? There, there's, there's an ex-manipulator, uh, sorcerer in the Bible. He goes to the apostles and says, hey, wow. Mind you, he got saved. He got saved. And now he started following the apostles and following Jesus, and he's like, wow. You, you see, he got saved, but he's still thirsting for power. See, he wants the same power that he used to have. Some of you want the same influence you used to have, so you're trying to figure out how can I get Jesus and get this little thing over here. Lay it down. You can go time and time again and look at the Bible when God told somebody to get rid of something and they say it's a little bit. God said, what did I tell you? Get rid of it all. Right, so this brother says, he says, uh, uh, how much is that Holy Spirit? <laughs> I get a five, can I get a five? <laughs> I get a five bag of Holy Ghost. How much is it? Can I get half now, half later? Can I? How much? Where can I get it? <laughs> Trying to finance the Holy Ghost. I have and am paying for what's on my life. This ain't my influence, it's the Lord influence. And some of you wonder why you got swag and minimal influence. Your influence don't match your potential. It's because it's not your potential. Potential, not in the right atmosphere, will corrupt you. Because you're thinking you're something you're not. Like a bird could know I'm made to fly, but you ain't got no air. All he can do is fly, but he can't fly without the proper atmosphere. 
But when you put your potential at the altar of the one who gave you the potential, you get wings and you know you can soar. I just be looking at an eagle. They just be up there like, You're not called to go the same route your friends are. Some of you are not even called to go the same route as your family members. What is your measuring stick for who you are? How do you gauge who you are? If it ain't who God says you are, Or she, sorry, I don't know why he offended, whatever it is. 
it's not no shootout. But it's not with human hands. For with the highest principalities and the authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realm. For they are powerful class of being gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Um, that hold this dark world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep that. Go, go, go. No, I don't know if that's the one because the, the next one. I'm sorry. I had the, the copy of the copy. My bad. My bad. Yes, so before they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage, because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides. So there is protected, so you are protected as you confront, as you confront. Do you see this? Do you see this? Ellie, this ain't no, well, I'm, I'm chilling till I get attacked. <laughs> Devil can't find me. Devil can't find me. Wait, that, what does that mean? If the devil ain't messing with you, you ain't no threat. You just, you, you praising God because the devil ain't messing with you. The Lord's like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I rebuke that praise. No, you praise God because when the enemy comes in like a flood, you, you, praise, you, you, you praise God because a thousand may fall right by your side. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not touch you. That's a praise. The kingdom suffered violence, but the violence was taken by force. Praise. Nobody bragging because the enemy ain't bothering them. I'm not praying to be attacked. Come on, devil. I'm not going to do Jesus' name. Mess with me. I wish you would. Now it says when you fall into diverse temptations, when you walk in who you are, it's inevitable that you'll be attacked. Says the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's a picture of a person going into the gates of hell, snatching people out, snatching your mama out, snatching your daddy out, snatching your brother out, snatching your coworker out, snatching your children out, snatching your neighbor out. Is we going? What you running for? 
says, while we confront the slanderer, when we're worshiping, what are we doing? We're confronting. You notice I don't need to talk to the devil to confront the devil. He's confronted when I don't respond to him. He's confronted when he no longer has control over my life. Right? Because when he's tempting me and I don't respond, it confronts that he's defeated. See, me walking in victory reminds, reminds him that he's defeated. Me walking in victory reminds him that he's defeated. That's why the demon saw Jesus coming and said, is this the day that it's all over, that I go into my eternal place? And Jesus said, shut up. That's right. That's right. And if that same Jesus that lives in me, that raised Jesus from the dead, I'm a walking around today. It don't mean that I don't experience the spirit of fear. But the spirit of fear does not dictate my decisions. Right. Amen. He said, for you are destined for all things and will rise to victory or will rise victorious. He's telling you, go ahead and confront the enemy, confront your addiction, confront your strongholds, Stop waking up every day praying that something doesn't happen that exposes your issues. Stop trying to find relationships that won't push your buttons. Stop crowding around people or surrounding yourself with people that won't challenge you. Stop finding people that you think are lesser than you because God forbid if I hang around somebody that is where I want to go. I got to be taunted and haunted by what I don't have. Not realizing that we serve a God that's always keeping you in a posture of reaching. And if you're always in a posture of reaching, you got to have people in your life to reach for. We just want to hang out with people That we can either dominate, control, manipulate, or they on our level. Right? That, that, that's, that's silly because you're not going to get nowhere blind leading the blind. We serve a God that goes before us. I love that before us because it doesn't just implicate. He goes ahead of us. It, it, it means he goes first. So any battle that you're entering in, he's already inspected it and determined it can't kill you. He says, I will not. And a lot of people get this twisted because we sloppy Bible readers. He won't put more on me than I can bear I won't allow more than you can bear. 
Corinth is a whole different story. See, because we draw this picture of God bringing got trouble in his hand. And then he like, here you go. And then we like, well, he must have put it on there for a reason. He must have put that heavy load on me for a reason. Praise God. I'm just, he, he put that there. And as long as you think God blessed you with trouble, you over here trying to manage, you over here trying to manage a bag God didn't give you. But when he, you know he allowed, he does not allow, which means he checked it at the door. The devil had to go to God. Matter of fact, the devil went to God and God recommended Job. Have you ever thought that God recommended you for the storm you're going through? Come on. Come on. God recommended you for the storm. God recommended you for the trial. God recommended you for the wilderness. God recommended, he recommended you. And he only recommends those he qualifies. So what is your storm saying about you? You in a big storm? It must be something big inside of you. Do I got any big people in this place? Do I got any big people in this place? Say my God is big. So I must be big. So this is how God is still in control. And it's all these deep theologists that just like, oh, his sovereignty. No, 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 no. If you can't see that God uses the enemy for his good. He says, all things, good and bad, are working together for my good. All things are working for my good. Cause he's intentional, never failing. All things are 
you heard bacon in banana cake and was like, ugh. It will change your life. I asked them how long this gonna be on the menu. They was like, oh, it just come around and it go. And it's one of the things you like, how does this just go? Where is it going? Please tell me the next destination. Please tell me the next destination. I will travel wherever this cake goes. In the name of Jesus, I'm going. I think they still have it right now. But that's when you know the chef is, is bomb when he can just get rid of something good like that and just come back and get something better. But the Lord uses the enemy's foolishness, listen, and blindness for his purpose. The Bible says if they would have knew that Jesus was who he was, they would have never killed him. But if he was never killed, then that would have been you. So you got to understand, when you allow the enemy to do you, you are giving in to a fool. He's blind, and he's foolish, and he don't have as much power as you give him. But as the song said, you got to draw to the Lord. Forget trying to uh, resist the enemy alone. you got to draw to the Lord so you have the strength to resist. Drawing to the Lord is resisting the enemy. So when you're trying to pray the devil away, the Lord's like, no. Listen, I know this is going to sound a little edgy, but I need Satan's foolishness to bring out your transformation. The caterpillar or the butterfly needed the dark season to go from caterpillar to get off the ground. My question to you is how long you want to stay on the ground? See, you think you're powerful because you got all the legs. Right here. 
song. He's got a ledge, and he knows how to use it. That was a stocking commercial. That was a stocking commercial, amen. Y'all don't know nothing about stockings. That, that was my grandma's song, amen. My grandma wore stockings. Why all old people wear coffee-colored stockings? <laughs> coffee. Now, now, if we was being realistic, he wouldn't be this close to me. He'd still be over there. Right, but he a fast caterpillar because he shaved, he shaved his thighs so he can move a little bit better. I see his thighs shaved. See? And, and what you got to understand, 
if you can use your imagination, he can't come up here. Here you go. It is not God's plan for you to crawl high. It's God's plan that you enter into a season. That's how you confront the enemy. By confronting yourself. And you enter into an obscure season and have the patience so that you can fly to where you belong. And a lot of people want to go to the next season, next dimension without wings. Because you're trying to keep up with butterflies, but you didn't go through the pumpkins. You didn't go through the pumpkins. And I feel God is just trying to get you. I don't know how you spent this pandemic, but that was a cocoon moment. Now it ain't too late. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. This is a little dangerous right here. This is a little dangerous right here, okay? This is a little dangerous. I hope you have eyes to hear. Stop looking at the devil as your enemy. Technically, he is. And just for mindset's sake, see him as your assistant. Not in the same way the Holy Spirit is. I want to be very careful. And when I say assistant, is the thorn in Paul's side assisted him in God's purpose. And that's why he went from complaining about the thorn to praising God for the thorn. So you cannot, you have to go into these moments of obscurity and storm and waves, and you have to begin to change your mindset. It's not over. It's not defeat. It's a moment for you to be who God has created you to be. Stop running from the mountain. He says, be to it. Stop running from change. He said, be transformed. Be no, put on the new man. There's no excuses in heaven. James 4 says, move your heart closer and closer. You move your heart closer and closer. Lay it down. Move your heart closer and closer. Lay it down. Move your heart closer and closer. And he will what? Come closer and closer to you. When you draw closer to God, there's things that will withdraw further from you. What if I told you tomorrow when you wake up, stop trying not to sin. And spend that energy trying to draw closer to the Lord. I don't wake up trying not to be bad. 
I wake up trying to be who he told me to be. See, my focus has to be on who he told me to be. Now I'm trying not to mess up. Stop trying to get people and things out and spend your energy and focus getting you in. In where? His presence. In where? His rest. In where? His peace. In where? His joy. Hebrews 4 says, we must cling in faith. You must hold on in faith. This magnificent king priest, he understands humanity. For as a man, our magnificent king priest is tempted in every way, just as we are. So there's nothing you praying about that the Lord is like, huh? Where'd that, where that come from? No, he's tempted in every way. I was talking to the future uh, candidate for being ordained this morning. And your, your, your going through qualifies you to impart the anointing of someone else to go through. See, I can get up here with six full teeth, swollen mouth, forget about it, and come up here and we have church. So then when somebody call me and be like, Pastor T, I can't come today because, uh, man, I just got a tooth pulled, or I just got a, my ankle hurt. And that is, I bought the right to challenge you to stretch. And this is what you don't understand. Because I paid the price to go through, there's a grace on me to impart to you to go through. And this is why everything we do is in his strength. So when I go through, I purchase more of his strength by way of experience. So then when you come to me and say, I can't do it, there's something that I purchased through his purchase that I can impart to you so you can purchase it and go through it. Now when you purchase it, that's what qualify you to disciple someone else so you can help them go through. But you're, you're, you're ignoring the going through. And you wonder why you don't have the anointing to influence in the way that I do because I paid a price to impart to others to go through. I can ask someone to stretch. Why? Because I'm what? Stretched. I can ask someone to give up a little sleep because what? I gave up what? A little sleep. I learned a long time ago, anything my man of God asked me to do, although I was unable to do it in my own strength, because he requested it, he invested it. And because he invested it, because of the anointing on his life imparted to me, I am now able to take on the same spirit that helped him go through. Now I can go through and purchase my own ability to go through so I can pass that anointing on to somebody else to what go through. I came all the way from California from under a person that went through to help you go through, to help you go through, to help you go through, to help you go through. Everybody can go through. Anointing. You don't be mad at people that paid the price for the oil. 
can't be mad at somebody because they smell good. They spent the money on the cologne. That's Tom Ford. You don't want to spend $175 for no cologne? Then go put on that room.
You've got some hitters praying for you. Moses is praying for me. Abraham is praying for me. Sarah is praying for me. Joshua, Jeremiah is praying for me. Deborah is praying for me. Peter and John and Mark and Luke is praying for me. Timothy is praying for me. My grandmama is praying for me. My anybody got anybody in heaven? They praying for you. They're in a better place. Jesus drank. 
I'm going to Google, and I'm Googling who didn't drink and why. See, I'm Googling for information based on my call. You're Googling information based on your desires. So your search is driven by desire versus call. So what I'm looking for is why did it? Why did God tell them to don't drink? And every person he told to abstain from drinking, they were called to do something that changed culture forever. I said, oh, even if I want to drink, I'm not going to compromise that testimony because I want to give my life to transforming culture. Will I miss out on something? Not at all. Because the very people I'm drinking with, one day they're going to stop and then come where I'm. I, I don't, and even if you do, it's not about not. We ask our leaders here, if you're going to drink, do it in your own privacy. Just don't, we're not going to drink together. So do what you do. You're not going to go to hell if you drink and believe in Jesus. So do you. But we actually, I don't ever want to lose the testimony for someone who is addicted to alcohol. See, there needs to be more people in the world that sees they don't need it. They need to see more people that have joy and not drink. Or smoke it or whatever it is. It's just, don't, don't, don't have, don't. at some point it's gotta, it's gotta stop being about you. At some point it's gotta be things that you're not gonna do so you can be an example for those that don't have the strength to be. Love a glass of wine. Something wrong with that? Nah. But it's still alcohol. So someone who drinks alcohol as an alcoholic or wine as an alcoholic, even my one glass of wine gives them permission and I can't say nothing. My wife and I, we've agreed. I don't know who this is for. But who this is for is for someone who actually has been struggling with the decision to stop or keep going. But here's the thing. I also chose not to drink because I understand that God is a generational God. Therefore, we have a generational devil. And he tracks families or he tracks people through previous records so if I keep the door of drinking open then he can take that case into my kids future now my kids go hang out with their homie don't understand spiritual things I left a door open one day they're going to wonder dang why it's so hard now I was cool with one glass but now my son due to his if he has an addictive behavior, the one glass that left the door open in the bloodline turns into bottles for my son. So I chose to abstain because there's doors that I'm shutting in my family. Jesus chose to not escape out of his humanity because he made a decision for his family. Close with this. Let's strip it off and 
throw it aside every unnecessary weight, and that's it. Everybody in here got a that's it. Forget trying to get rid of the 10. What's the that out of the 10? See, you overwhelmed trying to figure out how to stop sinning all together. Stop. What's the that sin? Let me, what if I told you that God is not trying to get rid of every sin in your life because if he, if he was, he would have not paid for it. The pressure is removed for you to remove. Because he knows that there's things in your life you, you without him is incapable of doing, so why would he make it harder for you to draw near to him? But there's a that sin, meaning there's a season. Every year, every season, there's something God has said, okay, enough is enough, let me have it. Oh, I can't wait till 7.30. Let me, let me have that. He like, let me have that. There's a that. Abraham and his wife was praying for a son. Finally got it. Lord said, let me have that. I love the Lord, you guys. Have you ever thought that God gives you offerings? God actually gives you things to give back to him. So you're like, oh my God, break the blessing. And he's like, give me that. He gives you children. Give me that. He blesses you with that job, the career you wanted. Give me that. He gives you health. So he can use you across the globe. Give me that. Gives you that beautiful body, that beautiful friend, those nice looks. For you to manipulate somebody, for you to be a sex symbol, or, or, or to use that exterior to do something even more beautiful on the interior, so you can be a woman with class. Not just, you know what I'm saying? Ability. You find the greatest dope dealer in the world, can't flip it like Jesus. 
entangles us, and let us run with patient endurance and steady act of persistence, the appointed course. This is why God can't change his mind, because he appointed a course for you. Of the race that is set before us, looking away to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, this is where it gets written. He, whatever he says, give me that. He, the Father said, give me that. To Jesus, he, for the joy of obtaining the prize, he gave it up. All I got is my testimony. For everything I've given up is so that I can obtain the prize. That was set before him. Endured the, he endured the cross. Despising and ignoring the shame. And is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Are you ready to offload some things? What is the Lord saying? Give me that. It could be pride. It could be drinking. It could be cigarettes. It could be many things. It could be a relationship. It could be many things. But will you like, will you let the Lord take your crutches? I bet you can walk without them. Don't get comfortable with crutches. They'll lie to you. Don't get comfortable. Push the crutches away and learn how to walk without them. I promise you, if your crutches bring you happiness, I bet you without them you'll get more joy. If your crutches comfort you, I guarantee you there's a comfort that passes, surpasses all understanding. Are you willing to hop in your cocoon? Are you willing to get your wings? Double for your trouble in Jesus' name. And we give God a hand. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with all that's happening at LoveQuest International Church by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And tune in next time for another powerful, powerful word. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget, get your love fixed, man.